Welcome to another episode of Breaking Business Barriers, brought to you by Mr. Brett Duhame. I've been here for a long time, and my co-host, Jared Ty. We've got uh, another super cool guest that has a, by far, by far, no apologies to all the previous guests, all 70 of them before, but he's got the best accent known uh, to all, all the guests. But before you even get there, uh, Breaking Business Barriers is brought to you by our friends at Open Media Source. They're awesome. American Option Insurance at Expanse Financial Group. All right, let's get right into it like we, like we always do. And, and uh, Chris, man, first of all, um, before I get in too far into this, why don't we let uh, our listeners know where they can find Mr. Chris Stockdale on social media. Well, we can do that. Nice to be here, Brent. Thanks for the invite. Uh, good to see you and catch up finally. It's been, uh, been several years since we spent any real time together, but you all can find me uh, either at uh, chris at vinceyoungrealty.com is uh, my direct email address. You can find me under Chris Stockdale on Facebook and uh, Hooligan Order Works on the Instagram. Very, very good. <clears throat> we'll make sure we remind everyone at the end of the podcast again where, the, where they can find you. We'll also have it on our podcast subheader. So, all right, man, fascinating story from Royal Marine. Can't wait for you to tell us a little bit about that. I mean, how cool is that? I'm still fascinating to get, I get goosebumps anytime I think about it, the amount of work that you went through and, and uh, the dis discipline it took to get through there, including a broken ankle on a 30 mile run that uh, <clears throat> has caused uh, probably a little, a few ailments here a little later on as years ago all the way to entrepreneur. You've done some things in between in that sandwich, but Chris, why don't you, why don't you tell your story, man? Just let us know. And, and man, I know you're humble. I know you're super humble about all these things, but you have a really, really fascinating story to share and inspire others. Thanks. I appreciate it, Brent. Um, well, by the accent, you can tell, obviously I'm not a local, uh, Grew up as far as, in the States at least, in New Mexico when I first came here in 2000. So my accent isn't quite the Texas twang you're all used to hearing. But I moved to the States in 2000. And prior to coming out to the States, uh, I spent several years as a Royal Marine Commando. Uh, something I aspired to do from, uh, I would probably say, 10 or 11 years old. I had two great uncles that both served during the Second World War, uh, hit the beaches during D-Day, the, the, the whole nine yards. And that was kind of the backstory is um, getting my interest, at least in the military and coming up as uh, a young 17 year old uh, through, through the ranks of uh, Royal Marine Commando training in Limston, which is 32 weeks, 32 weeks of, uh, wasn't a country club, wasn't near as fun as I thought it was going to be. Uh, it, was a, it was a lot of hard work, but at the end of it, you know, it culminates in a a 30, the commando test, one of them being a 30 mile cross country speed march or YOMP as we would call it, uh, your own marching pace. That's what it stands for. The acronym YOMP. And I broke my ankle about eight miles into that thing. I didn't know at the time it was broken, uh, but it turns out that it was. And so I ended up finishing that, that YOMP. We did it in about six and a half, seven hours, uh, 30 miles cross country with about 50 pounds on your back. And it was basically uh, uh proving your worth is is one of the, the 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 main commando tests at the end of basic training 
And then from that point, you go on to your fighting unit and, you know, your career truly starts. So it wasn't until years later, I, I got an opportunity to go and get my ankle checked out at the VA. This is after my time, after my service. And they informed me that, yes, it was broken at some point and should have been fixed. But now I've got a, a ligament or a tendon that's got a gap of about eight inches in it that, that does not connect. <laughs> so, uh, it was it was interesting. Um Came to the States in 2000, and I ended up in New Mexico. I went to college at Eastern New Mexico University. Had zero clue what I was going to do um, once I got there. I had a rough idea that I'm, I'm a keen outdoors person. I love being outside, and I thought, well, maybe, maybe getting a degree in wildlife and fisheries would be a good fit for me. I could be a game warden. I could be out in the trees with the animals and nature and, and you know, just, just enjoying the day-to-day. But turned out you needed a, a, a pretty solid background in biology and chemistry to, to major in that, that particular field, neither of which I had or, or the inclination to learn. And so I, I, I took a route into, uh, into business, got a degree in uh, business administration with emphasis in economics and finance. And that kind of teed me up into uh, what I found to be my first real career. And so that is the early days of you and I meeting Brent and uh, me coming over to the, the Wells Fargo family and eventually making my way to Austin, which is where I find myself today. I've been fortunate in uh, my career in that when I started at Wells Fargo, it was a good time to start straight out of college into a good job, uh, made a bunch of really good contacts and people, yourself included. And I kind of... Um, catapulted from that 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 launch pad if you will and started up my own mortgage bank uh, branch a net branch those of you not in the mortgage industry you would uh, you would treat it much like a mortgage broker but you work under the umbrella of a, a parent bank a bank that went on for several years until 2008 2009 the big crash i'm sure we all remember that that was not a fun time and resulted in me taking uh, what I consider another changing course. It, it kind of forced me to make some decisions and some hard ones. Do I stay in mortgage? Do I keep trying to do this when we're looking at 60 plus days to turn a file? Or do I get out and do something different? And at that point, I decided that it was time to do something different. Um, got a passion and a love for classic cars. And I've got pretty good line of folks in the UK that were able to get their hands on cars that would be valuable in the United States if they were imported, restored and sold here that may not be worth much in the UK. So that that started the old juices flowing, if you will, started looking into how to import Land Rover Defenders. Mm -hmm. Defender, if you don't know, is that very first car you ever had. It's or or very first car you drew as a child. It's, It's like a box with two wheels, and, and that's pretty much it. It's, it's Europe's version of an F-150, and they're very inexpensive uh, in, in the UK and most of Europe, but they're only imported into the US for a few years, and so that kind of makes them a rarity. Supply and demand again, right? Uh, limited, limited supply, uh, larger demand, and that, that raises prices. So I've been in the business restoring old classic cars now for several years. That's one of the businesses that we own. Uh, and another avenue of income for us is I, I picked up my real estate license and I've been practicing real estate in the Austin area for several years now as well. And that kind of 
loops back into where we're at today, and that's kind of where this conversation started off with us again, Brent, was explaining uh, during this corona pandemic, and, and now, at least in Texas, we're on the outside edge of reopening up business, but we went through several several months here of um, not knowing what to do. The, the The shop has been stagnant for the last two or three months as far as new business coming in. I think our typical client is purchasing a vehicle in that 150 to 250 range, which is a luxury purchase, even by somebody of affluent means. It's not something you go and do on a whim. And with that business slowing right now, uh, we, we started looking inwards and saying, what could we do that would generate another source of income for us? And that's something that would bring value to the people around us. And that really catapults us to where we're at today with the Real Revolution platform. It's aimed at real estate professionals. And what we've found since being home is we've been engaging a lot more in groups on Facebook, uh, primarily. And a lot of those groups are real estate specific. So one group we're in uh, has 70,000 members. You have to be a real estate professional to be a member of that group which on paper all sounds wonderful. It's a, it's, a, it's a community space where people can come and exchange ideas, um, problems they're having, ask questions, look for referral partners, just a ton of different things you could do in there. But like many good ideas, uh, I think distraction gets in the way. And what we found was that that particular platform through Facebook at least has turned into a place to almost kill time. People are posting funny pictures, uh, they're, they're sharing jokes, that they're, they're spending a lot of time not doing the things that they went to those groups to do in the first place. And so that really kind of takes us and evolves into, well, what if we could provide a space uh, that real estate professionals only could go to but within the space, there's no other distractions. So you have the interaction community engagement through the platform itself, and it scrolls and looks a lot like it would in a Facebook kind of feed or a, uh, other social media type feed. But within that, we'll have guest speakers, educational content, categories that will help you uh, drive lead generation, categories that will help you expand through technology, uh, just a whole plethora of information that helps you as the real estate professional grow your business and help others in the industry grow their business too. So while we are all competitive, we're all going after the next deal. It, there's more than enough business to go around in any given market. And this platform is really a means of improving your own knowledge base, driving more business, letting you become more successful in what you do, and just improving your life on a daily basis, both professionally and uh, from a wellness perspective as well. And that's, in a nutshell, what we're working with. Jared may have a question that's near and dear to his heart here. He did not know about Real Revolution. And Jared, man, I saw, your, I saw smoke coming out of your ears. He might be thinking. Yeah, so many, uh, so many commonalities. Uh, yeah, so I have a back on a mortgage myself and then moved to real estate. So, but um, you, you, you've got the car thing going on and, and this new platform that you're building. Uh, so yeah, so many questions. But yeah, I'd love to hear more about the platform and 
how uh, you know how how we can get connected in that. Hey, Chris. So, yeah. Chris, I, here. So that's that's a history of from Royal Marines to um, corporate America after after college. You're fi- you're finding your way. Our paths cross, which was really cool. And we're here. We are 15 years later. I think that's what we looked at. You know, in my brain, Brent, everything is a couple of years ago. Yeah. And the, 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 the grays I have say it wasn't a couple of years ago. It was 15 years. I think that's what we looked at the other day. That's why I wear a visor. The, <laughs> uh, it also protects them. They're, they're receding a little bit. But I feel you. And then, you then all of a sudden, you, you know, you go out on your own, which takes, um, for lack of better words or word, kahunis. And then you're out there. You know, you took what you learned, which was awesome because you were you were good at what you did when we worked together, and you had to shift, right? The economy did a, a nosedive, and I'll get to a couple of our points. And, and again, uh, we spoke recently. So you did a shift. You went to a passion, and for your love for cars, and you started thinking, all right, how do I all of a sudden expand to this? what I know you tap your UK connections and all of a sudden you're an importer, (laughs) not only an importer, but you rehab cars at your shop there in Austin, Texas. Can't wait for you to to do a podcast from there because that'll be a lot of fun. And you pick up a real estate license because you're a connector and you've been in and around the real estate business. Now all of a sudden, COVID-19 comes, and by the way, God bless your mother because she was a frontline worker in respiratory in the UK, Thanks, and yeah. by golly, she caught it, and so let's not, uh, let's not, let's make sure that we, we thank her and all other frontline folks out there working because uh, God bless her, she, uh, she recovered, you know, tough as nails, kind of that Stockdale way, I guess, <laughs> but all of a sudden, now you've got real revolution blossoming out of COVID-19, something that you and your wife founded, which is really, really awesome. And not only have you just piddled around with it, but this thing is launching. And hence why we're really, really going to focus on that today. I've got a few other questions after we go there. But how did all of a sudden, did you guys make a decision, man, we're going to do this? It's... um. I'm fortunate that my wife, Ariel, is a real go-getter and she's, you know, stepping out on your own as far as a business is is tough even at the best of times. It's a scary proposition, especially when you're giving up or at least moving resources from what could be predictable, steady income. And now you're stepping into something new. Uh, She's uh, worked in and around um, corporate America for the last 10 years, too. But she's also worked in a business that her mother runs, which is based around customer support. So they're a customer support specialist uh, business. It works primarily with entrepreneurs, online presences, and they'll handle everything from social media presence, uh, channel setups, you know, funnels, anything that you can think of that would come in that support uh, process uh, for these highly engaging online entrepreneurs. And so I feel like I had an inside track as to how some of this works broad strokes and it didn't seem like it would be too, too scary to at least look at 
what we could do together and, and build a business together. And it really comes from figuring out where the need is first, you know, and, and what we could see for ourselves. So there was a real need for a platform that brought you engaging content that you would find on the likes of, say, Inman. Uh, those in the real estate spheres understand who that is. But Inman it provides tons and tons and tons of content. But to me, it was like reading the Wall Street Journal every day. It's great content. It's good information. But there's no real engagement there for me. And what I'm finding and what we're finding right now is that, look, we're all in this place that's extremely new and different. And we're all wanting to have some kind of engagement and contact with our peers and, and colleagues in, in, in our industries. What better way to do that on a, on a platform that is specifically aimed at you having that engagement and content, taking the fluff out, giving the options of... Uh, better knowledge bases, expanding your, your base of uh, influence. And that could be something as simple as, you know, I, I listed a property, I sold it for a client here locally uh, in Dripping Springs. They're moving to Seattle, Washington. I personally don't know anybody in Seattle, Washington, but I sure would like to be able to refer them to somebody that I'm comfortable with. Within our network, it's very easy to do. You can, you can do a quick interview with two, three, four different agents in that local area, see who's going to be the best fit for that client, and then send them to there and, and have a referral within, within that system. So you're never really losing that client. You're capitalizing on the referral, and you're handing them off to somebody that you feel comfortable with that is in your private network. And so it, it just seemed that not only could this be a place to interact and, and and grow on a very short-term basis, but long-term growth uh, and long-term networks that you can then set up. Again, we're starting with real estate agents because that's the platform uh, that we know. Once we're comfortable that we've kind of ironed out any kind of bugs in our beta rollout in the next few weeks, we'll expand that to mortgage professionals and other industry insiders. Uh, it just makes sense. Within the platform, there'll be no... Uh, gratuitous solicitation or, 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 or selling of your services and products. If somebody asks for something, by all means, at that point, you reach out to that person, uh, you know, specifically, but it's not going to be a place where everybody's throwing up um, ads for this, ads for that. I've got a listing here. I've got a listing there. It's, it's more about education, growth, and, and really good quality content. And not just even in the United States, this is actually a, a global view, right? So it could be, uh, you're obviously born and raised in the UK, so your mind thinks like that part. You know, for me, my foreign country, South Dakota, where I was born and raised, <laughs> you know, a little bit different than the UK. They've got some real weather up there, I hear. <laughs> yeah, they did. They, they did. But so a global perspective. All right, so Jared and I, you know, we always like to ask, is there a, a book or a podcast or anything? It can even be on a Netflix. I mean, any, anyone. Is there something that you've viewed recently or your bride or any of your, any of your uh, circle of influence? Hey, you've got to pick up this book. You have to watch this or listen to that. Anything that you yeah. can recommend? Yeah, just uh, and this, is, this is more due to my, my former life, but I just listened to uh, Jack Carr. I listened to his uh, trilogy of three audio books, and they're all, you know, they're a fiction-based set, but they're all loosely based around, I think, his career as a, a United States Navy SEAL, and then going on to be a CIA operative, and, and very interesting guy. I listened to him on a podcast with uh, 
Joe Rogan here several weeks back, and that kind of spurred me into listening to what he had to say. Uh, but there's lessons to be learned from all of those books. Once you get past the gratuitous violence and uh, actions that were going on around the globe, you can see some real, real good pieces that you can snippets that you can take out of there as 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 a person into your day to day life. Totally worth a read. Awesome, and uh, couldn't agree with you more. By the way, that that is, I've I've been fortunate enough to uh, to dive into that. Loved it, loved it. If you could. Uh, if you could offer a bit of advice to someone who is sitting behind a desk, a W-2 safe job, but they're perhaps they're not happy for whatever reason. They know they can, they know, they know they've got more to offer. Certainly passions maybe that are burning, but is there a cut in a couple of minutes? Is there some advice you could give to uh, that person thinking that? Because I guarantee there's listeners out there right now struggling by that same thing. Absolutely. Um, I, I would fall back on my own experience. If you can come from a place where you're financially secure, and so that W-2 job certainly opens that, right? You're, you're nine to five, you're paying your bills, you're, your mortgage taken care of, and now that affords you some flexibility into what it is that you might want to do. If you have an idea or a passion and you're just not sold on it 100%, you just don't know, use your own time when you're not at work. Go home, dedicate a few hours in your evening. And, and, and that's where it really comes from. That's the one resource. We all are on the same page. We, we all have 24 hours a day and that's it. Uh, so unless you're utilizing some kind of outsourcing, you know, later on in your career, launching a new business, starting from the ground up, find something that there is a real need for. Is there a need for the idea that you have? If there is a need, look into who, who is already providing that need and see if you can do it better or differently. If you can focus on that that differentiation at that point and, and look at how you could do it better, how you could do it more efficiently, and then within that process, how would you monetize that idea? How would you make it to where it's not just a passion project for you? You can turn it into something that's actually going to make you an income stream. Implement that 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 project, that that passion, whatever that may may be in your evening hours, and once you get to a place where you're comfortable that's when you have the option um, to really decide, do I step off on this full time at this point or do I keep doing it the way I'm doing it? You know, you just, you don't necessarily have to do either or you can do both at the same time, but that means putting the remote control down and turning off Netflix. You, you've got to really burn the, uh, the midnight oil and get into it on your own time and, and, and just get stuck in that. Right on. So and Jared and I love to ask, I think all of us is probably, we've all focused or, or experienced a fork in the road probably more more than once in our life. Do you remember a, a point in your life, Chris, that it's a fork in the road. If you go forward, you're, you're going to hit that big tree. If you go to the right or go to the left, there's going to be some opportunities, but it's the unknown. Do you have a time that uh, that you can reflect upon that was a fork in the road? Yeah, absolutely. I think the mortgage crisis that hit us back in 2008-2009 was a was a big one and stands out in my mind. Um we've got uh we've got former colleagues that we work with Brent that stuck it out, stayed in the mortgage industry and, and were very successful on the back end of it, but there was a lot of pain in the in between. It was a good 6 to 12 months before they were back to anything that could can be considered normal. And that fork for me was was very much prominent in my face. Look, 
I can stay in mortgage. I can try and, you know, kind of muddle through this, this situation, but we didn't know what we didn't know. How long is it going to take? You know, our underwriting teams are telling us 60 plus days to close a transaction. None of that made sense to me as far as a long-term uh, prospect. And that forked the, it forced my decision. And that was when I decided to start, you know, the, the car restoration business. That was a, a time that even just importing those vehicles, I could double or triple my money, uh, just bring them in because they were so cheap in the UK. And then you start putting in some real money and some real time and some real finesse. And the, the return on investment was is pretty significant. But that that particular time and, and now being a very similar time with uh, Corona, you know, I've, I've looked at the, the statistics in the news today and we're, we're open in Texas, but the numbers are climbing. So is this a time that we see as closed down again in a few months? I mean, we just don't know. It's very uncertain. So now is another time in, in my life and other people's lives, I'm sure very much so uh, to, to look at those potential opportunities and avenues and decide, should we, should we be looking at a different direction? Should we do something different or should we just do business as usual? That, that's uh, well said, my friend. And that fork in the road was a big one. I experienced it as well. It being in the same industry as uh, the both of us at the time. Jared, as we get ready to wrap up, you know, I, I apologize. I've been, I've been all over this and you've been uh, super humbled to be a, be a listener, but as co-host, do you have, do you have a question as we get ready to wrap here? Next yeah, absolutely. So uh, Real Revolution sounds awesome. Um, I've worked hard myself to network with other agents around the, uh, around the country, at least. And, uh, you know, having a platform that's specifically designed for that sounds really cool. So it's, it's, so it's kind of like a social media network almost, but that's specifically for referrals within a certain industry. Yeah, absolutely. So the referral portion of the of the of the platform is just one facet, and I think it's a it's a good one, and it's it's something that that shouldn't be taken lightly. It gives you the you know if you're not in a big name brokerage, you don't have those contacts around the country, and not just for referral deals, but let's say for example, um, you've got a deal working in the in the Dallas area, Jared, and you wanted to find contractors that that were you know reliable, reputable, but you didn't know them personally, or if it's a city that you're doing a deal in, you've got a client there, this would be another way of reaching out for those services. Or you need a, a mortgage lender in, in California because you don't do business out there and you need somebody that comes well recommended and, and is an ethical lender. Or it could be, you know, I need a home inspector in East Texas because I've got a deal I'm working out there. I don't know anybody out there. So in itself as, as a platform that is one facet of it and the social interaction we're going to have everywhere from i believe brand new agents looking to figure out how to start building their businesses all the way to seasoned professionals that have been doing this for decades and that breadth of knowledge and uh, kind of resources it'll be a self-feeding platform uh, people will post questions those who want to participate and answer those questions can answer those questions us as the host can bring content and information that, that kind of goes right in line with more educational resources and outreach. Um, one of the first things we kind of put up there, we've got our first podcast with Bonjoro. Uh, it's a, it's an, a video app that works in uh, through email. You send a personal message out to all your clients or contacts. 
the level of engagement I've received already using Bonjoro is, is off the charts. You can send a regular email and maybe you get a five to 10% click through rate and somebody actually opens it. With Bonjoro, my experience so far has been probably 70 to 80% open rate on, on those messages, which is huge. I mean, especially for those of us trying to generate business through our, you know, our, our, our platforms uh, utilizing email. That's amazing. I use uh, video email myself and I have the exact same experience that, uh, and I do text, video text as well. And I yeah. find it's just a fantastic way to stay in front of people, build trust, put a face with a name. And like you said, get a much higher response rate because, you know, an email or a text is, you know, can be easy to, uh, you know, fake or to, you know, automate. Yeah. Uh, but if you do a video to someone, it, I mean, it takes you 10, 15 seconds, you know, or a minute and you say their name and, you know, they realize that you're actually thinking about them that day. I think it's, it's highly effective. Uh, I've got one more question for you real quick, if it's okay. Uh, sure. question that I get a lot. Uh, so you've, like me, you've worked in both uh, mortgage and real estate. Uh, how would you sum up, you know, the differences between those two roles? <laughs> I, I don't want to be hard for all the mortgage people out here watching this, but you know, uh, my personal experience has been one of uh, coming over to the dark side, you would say from the mortgage side to, to the real estate. It's been a great move. I, I think the upside potential, especially if you're the kind of person that's more about relationships and interacting with people, uh, being on the real estate side of things is definitely something to consider. If you're more happy being behind the computer and kind of just processing the paperwork and getting them moving and doing that side of things, then, you know, maybe mortgage is the better fit. Uh, but for me personally, coming over as, as a realtor, having that background in mortgage has been huge. There's a lot of stuff that I think that we, we know as professionals in the mortgage industry that then positions us as, as also a subject matter expert in, in that field, as well as everything else that goes into the real estate transaction. It just gives you another angle of leverage and it's, it's really been useful. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And, and both of you, and both of you have learned how to marry the two, right? I mean, one really doesn't happen without the other and in partnerships. And if someone doesn't have the type of experience that the both of you have, it, it's great having, a professional partner on the other hand that you can trust. Absolutely. Well, well guys, I know we're running, running out of time. Chris, there's obviously more to tell in your story as you run through beta with real revolution. And uh, you want to remind everyone real fast again, where they can find you most easily. Yeah. Yeah. www.real-revolution.com. And that'll take you to our hosted network. You, there's a, a click and join button on there. Uh, anybody watching the podcast with us today, Brent, if they want to reach out to me directly, uh, we can go through the support network. They reference that they've uh, watched this podcast and they're interested in Real Revolution. I'm more than happy to give those folks access to the platform at no cost, uh, just for being a uh, guest on your podcast today. But they would go to support at real-revolution.com. Send us a quick email with your contact information and we'll plug you right in there. And don't forget the dash because I did that my first email to, uh, <laughs> to Chris. So that was last Saturday, I do believe. So, well, with that, Jared and I deeply appreciate you coming on, telling your story, learning, you know, sharing with our listeners more about your, your path to where you are today. It's obviously, uh, there's been some curves, but, Man, you're happy. You're happy where you are. 
and uh, but it's been a lot of work, right? And, that is uh, the truth. Yeah, I mean, the, if you're trying to transition again, going back to that nine to five and, and trying to be the entrepreneur and, and, and start your own business. I think it's achievable for anybody, but you've got to be willing to work and put in the time. If, if that is something that you're not comfortable doing, then, you know, reevaluate what it is that you would be happiest doing. Yep. And with that type of advice, I think we'll, uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up this time around. I know we're going to have you back on again and appreciate your candor as always. So as your host, Brent doing co-host Jared Ty. And our guest, Chris Stockdale, and the podcast, Breaking Business Barriers. And we'll finish it like we always do, right, Jared? Onward and upward. <laughs>